0: Over a hundred seasons of collegiate wrestling at Springfield College, character, hard workers, thousand dual meet victories.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Springfield Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Pankiel Chander, assistant wrestling coach in my second season with the Pride. For episode 19, we welcome 2014 alumnus and 2013 157-pound Division III national champion, Devin Biscaja, to the podcast. This is a special episode, not only because Devin won a national championship, but this was a unique opportunity for us to sit down with Devin and allow him to reflect on his national title run. Despite not having much competition entering the postseason of his junior year, Devin managed to navigate a seemingly unsurmountable national bracket where he was an unseeded wrestler that knocked off six seed Reese Lefebvre of Wabash, three seed Cole Welter of Wartburg, two seed Chris Burge of Setonary, and four seed Chris Krawchuk of Wilkes to capture gold. Devin is a Jackson, New Jersey native and a graduate of perennial powerhouse Jackson Memorial High School. With the Jags, this guy was part of a contingent that was the number one team in New Jersey in 2007 in his freshman campaign and was consistently ranked in the top 10 in the state during the remainder of his high school career. Devin was also the first Springfield wrestler to compete in the national championship bout since John Roden was a national runner up at 174 pounds in 2000. Miscaja became Springfield wrestling's first ever NCAA division three national champion and only second national champ in the program's long history next to Olympic gold medalist and the late Jeff Blatnick who won a pair of NCAA Division II national titles at heavyweight in 1978 and 1979. After graduating from Springfield with a bachelor's degree in movement and sports studies, Vizcaja began his coaching career as an assistant coach at Powerhouse Christiansburg High School in Christiansburg, Virginia. While on staff, Vizcaja helped lead Christiansburg to three team state titles, two team state runner-up finishes, coached 11 individual state champions, that combined for 19 state titles and coached 20 state place winners. He recently returned to his hometown of Jackson, New Jersey, where he is now the head coach at Jackson Liberty High School. And a cool side note following Devin's run, Springfield finished eighth at the Division III National Championship in 2013 in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And it was the highest team finish for the Pride since the 1998 team took seventh. And in 2013, alongside Biscaja, Derek Adams, and Joe Grippy wrapped up their seasons by earning All-America honors. And in 2013, it was the first time since 1999 that Springfield had produced three All-Americans. And in 1999, those three All-Americans were Mike Gatos, who took sixth at 197 pounds, Craig Bedrani, who took sixth at 157 pounds, and John Roden, who took fourth at 174 pounds. If you're interested in watching highlights of Devin's national title run, uh, you can follow the link in the show notes to take you there. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it, like it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Hope you enjoy the show. Devin Biscaha, what's up, brother? Nothing much, man. How are you? Good, man. Welcome welcome to the podcast. I know we uh, just mentioned a lot of cool things about you in the intro and uh, for those of you who don 't know this is springfield 's last national champ uh, in two thousand thirteen so this is a really special uh interview so so we 're excited to have you on and and welcome man but uh, you know just for starters we 'll start back to your wrestling career you know I know you you started wrestling at a young age, you come from a little bit of a wrestling family right so uh so let 's start back with with when you when you got your start with wrestling
0: sure uh first I just want to say. Thank you for having me on. You know, I really appreciate it. I like getting in touch with uh, all you Springfield guys and getting back into the Springfield mix. It, it it really does feel good. Um, I guess back to the beginning, you know, I, I, I really have to start with my parents. Uh, they were both amazing. You know, they brought me to my first practice and they were, they were always great all the way through, you know? So I gotta, you know, make sure I show them a little love while we're out here. I'm sure they're going to listen. So, uh, I guess it all started with the Jackson, Jackson Recreation program. Um, when, when we were first getting into it, I have two older brothers and they both got started into wrestling and they both ended up wrestling for a long time, but my, I was too young to get involved at the time. I think the first you had to be maybe five to get started and I was four. So <clears throat> I obviously wanted to do everything that they were doing, but you know, cause of the rules and everything, I, I couldn't get involved right from the get but my oldest brother ended up going for for a couple days and decided he didn't like it so he he ended up you know putting it away for a couple years and my dad went up to the the coach at the time who's now a long-term family friend and he said you know I I already paid for it you know if if my first son's not going to do it uh do you mind if I bring my my other little guy and he said of course you know so I remember that first year just my parents looking around for tournaments and stuff, and not re- really being able to find anything for a four-year-old, and trying to get me in everything they could. And uh, so that, that's really where I also started going to Jackson Rec. And at the same time, uh, my my mom's cousin, Vinny Santinello, who who runs Short Thing Wrestling Club now, he uh, he was getting that thing going. And so while this Jackson Rec thing was going, you know, the Short Thing thing was kind of getting started, and I, I got, got to get in there and have a great connection with him. So those, those two things uh, really got me started. And then, you know, coming up in Jackson, uh, it's a big wrestling town. They like it a lot. So just being a little kid and showing up to high school matches and watching all that big excitement, you know, that's, that's really all you ever really wanted to do when you were that age. You know, you saw all that awesome stuff going on and, you just really wanted to be a part of it and i guess that's really sort of where i started to get hooked um you know and then coming up you know we had a really good youth program we were we were having a lot of success and maybe about when i was heading towards the end of my middle school career and getting into high school you know i got to watch my brothers do it so that was always a big thing for me too you know getting to watch them have success you know on the high school mat in front of all those people and in those electric environments was was a really driving point, you know, to really get me excited about the kind of things that I could do, you know, and then coming into high school, uh, I guess my, my first varsity match, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, it was Jackson hadn't lost in a few years and we were number one team back to back. And I still remember this first match. It was, they, they ended up ranking a team ahead of us right at the beginning of the year. And they uh it was Brick Memorial, still pretty good now, and and they started the year off and they were ranked uh number one and we hadn't lost a match in a few years and we were ranked number two and we opened the season with them. So walking out there for the first time, you know, it was a, a fully packed gym, you know, and they had a big gym too back then, so three thousand people in there and everybody was really excited and we really wanted to win and there was T V crews there. It was just getting into, you know, streaming and stuff being on the internet and media and stuff. And I ended up getting beat really bad there. Uh, I got beat twenty three to eight. I got tech falled. But we ended up coming home with a team win. So that was just important to me. You know, the whole Jackson thing and just being a part of that culture and all the people that were behind it, you know, once you started having success in there, it was it was uh fun to watch and really hard to get out of. You know, it was it was a it was a good thing. Uh, you know, we, we, Jackson as a whole, you know, really kind of pushed me into, I guess, the rest of my wrestling
1: career. Absolutely. And, and that's incredible. Yeah. We know the short conference and uh, all the South Jersey wrestling will be, you know, obviously producing some of the best guys in the nation every year. You know, you mentioned short thing, you know, that club uh, just as a whole is, uh, producing a lot of, a lot of all Americans at every level, right. Every year. So, uh, you, and, and one of your first coaches at Jackson, I believe your high school, one of your first high school coaches was, was Scott Goodell from Rutgers, correct?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: right. At Jackson Memorial, right? So so talk a little bit about those early coaches you had, you know, between, um, you know, coach, uh, the coach at Shore Thing or the, the early, you know, youth program at Jackson, and, uh, you know, by getting coached by Coach Goodell. What, what were those experiences like? How did they shape you to become, you know, this this really confident and, and, and uh, versatile wrestler?
0: Well, I guess, you know, going back to being a little kid, sitting there watching Goodell on the side of matches, you know, and, and putting those teams out there and all the success they were having. And it was a, it was fiery, man. Like, you know, people were excited to be there. And even back then they had the, the short conference dual tournament and being a, being a young guy and, you know, watching all those guys go out and battle and, you know, Goodell versus Stout at Southern back in the day, you know, that was, it was just an electric environment. So, just the the culture that that was built there, you know, was was such an amazing thing. And then, I mean, sure thing. It it really speaks for itself, you know. You you see the guys that come out of there, you know, they they have tons of success every year. A lot of the good guys. I, now that's where I push my kids, you know. I, I the, the, all those guys that come out of there, it's a, <clears throat> one of the best wrestling rooms in the state. So that's you know a pretty easy given for you know a, a really good coach.
1: Absolutely. Well, well Deb, what, what did you love about wrestling at a young age, aside from maybe the community part and, uh, you know, that excitement around Jackson wrestling? Cause I know that was really exciting and how competitive the short conference was. I mean, but what was it like intuitively or, or what was it about the sport that you felt like you were so natural at it? Because obviously, you know, you look at, you know, the run you made, you know, in 2013 um, we all know you were super confident. So, so what, where did that come from?
0: So, I mean, obviously I had, I had a, a great group of guys to look up to. And I really, as a little kid, I remember just wanting to go hang out with my friends. You know, I, I built so, so many friends in the wrestling room and that's where the people that I was close to were, you know, the kids I was wrestling with. There, a lot of them are lifetime friends now. So for me as a young guy, you know, I, I wanted to go to wrestling, to wrestle with my friends and I, I wanted to win with my friends. You know, I wanted, I wanted my group of guys to kind of, you know, be be the best group of guys around. And, you know, it it was, it definitely came from the connection that I had to people in the room, you know, the people I got to wrestle with and those, those friendships really do carry on, you know,
1: for a lifetime. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you fast forward now, you, you had your high school career at Jackson, you get recruited by coach Arroyo at Springfield college and coach Holder. Right. And, and, uh, Tell us a little bit about that recruiting process. What what drew you to Springfield and, and take us through kind of your start of your college career kind of into that, you know, national title run that you had as a junior, right? Because, because obviously, you know, for our listeners that don't know, I know I mentioned a little bit in the intro, but you were, you know, an unseeded national champ, right? Had a pigtail match. You took out the six seed, the three seed, the two seed and a four seed, right. To, to win. And then, um, you know, obviously, and all those guys ended up actually all-Americaning later in the later in the tournament, right? It's not like they had a bad bad day. I mean, I think you know, uh, it was the fifth, sixth, uh, third, fifth, and seventh, or the guys you beat along the way. You know, they, they ended up taking third, fifth, and seventh in that bracket. So, um, so tell us a little bit about you know that recruiting process for you and, and kind of how your college career you know started out into uh, you know into that, yeah. Into that. So I guess I guess
0: from the start of it, uh, I, I remember having. One pretty funny conversation with Coach Arroyo. Obviously, you know, he was always down at the region six tournament, they pull a lot of guys out of there, you know, Springfield loves Jackson guys, you know, they, the Shore conference produces good wrestlers. And, you know, that's a good place for you guys to start. But I remember, I remember talking to Arroyo. And then in high school, I was coached by Aaron Gottesman, who was was a Springfield wrestler. So he kind of pushed me in that direction. I remember Talking to Coach Arroyo on the phone one day, you know, once my high school career had kind of finished up and just talking to him on the phone and saying, listen, Coach, you know, I've been a part of a really good team for a really long time. And, you know, I really don't want to come onto a team that's not going to have a lot of success. And I guess in hindsight, it's a little bit you know, kind of funny, but I said, you know, are are we going to be able to win? You know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. How is our team going to be? How are we going to be able to win? You know, i really coming up through rec coming up through high school. I don't, we only really lost a handful of dual meets, you know, my, our rec team was undefeated for seven years. You know, I probably lost 10 dual meets in my whole high school career. So I, w- I just said to him, you know, I want to be a part of a good team. I want to win. And that's when Arroyo really went into all the history of Springfield College. You know, it's, one of the you know most winningest colleges in in uh college wrestling history you know up there with iowa and oklahoma state i think so you know and they had that long run with all the conference wins and he said you know we win the new england's every year and Part of being part of a good team was really important to me. I, I wanted to win the dual meets. I wanted to have a lot of team success. You know, that was sort of where my focus was at the time. And, you know, he, he kind of grabbed me in. He said, you know, this is what Springfield has done in the past. And, you know, our future is looking bright. And and we certainly had some pretty good teams while I was there at Springfield. So he was right.
1: Absolutely. And you had, I think the year that 2012-2013 uh, that season, I think there were six national qualifiers, right? Um, yeah, it was a great year. So you were in there and then. Uh, national title run for you and and, uh, Derek Adams All-American that year correct and so so tell us a little bit about like that training environment for you I mean at Springfield College right because you you know legend has it that coach Holder is still one of the hardest guys to take down uh, or he's he's been taken down very very few times if at all so uh, but you know what what, tell us about that training environment you know in Springfield's room because you had you had a lot of great partners in there.
0: Yeah, for sure, and you know, I I gotta say, in all honesty, Holder probably still had me back then. I think I could get him. I'm gonna <laughs> get him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. might have still had me back then, you know, coming in. Maybe maybe I got a takedown or two in there, maybe, but he he did still have it, you know. I mean, Springfield coming out of high school, you know, transitioning into the college thing it was definitely a, a a big maturing process for me. You know, it took a little bit. So coming right into my first year uh as a freshman first day of practice i ended up getting a shot on the side of my leg you know torn meniscus had to get it repaired and everything sat out pretty much the whole year and ended up making it back just in time for the the new england futures championships and i was having a hard time making weight because i couldn't really run good and i ended up wrestling 165 at the tournament and i think i might have pinned my way through it maybe and and uh i guess that kind of built a little confidence and then i guess you know, coming into my sophomore year i really just couldn't put it together you know i think looking back on it now you have that transition process when you come from you know being at being in high school and being at home and then coming into college and being able to manage you know your school your wrestling and your social life all together and throughout my freshman year i really didn't get the chance to wrestle so i didn't have the opportunity to really adjust you know to that experience so Coming into my sophomore year, you know, I, I guess I did okay, but I really couldn't, couldn't put it together at the end of the year, and I think missing that freshman year kind of hurt me a little bit, but I just remember, you know, towards the end of my sophomore year, and somebody I have to give a lot of credit to is Derek Longo, kind of, you know, putting his arm around me and saying, you know, look, man, you know, you got to really start, start working hard and, and putting things together because you could be really good at this. He says, you could be good as anybody, and pretty much coming into my junior year and throughout that year, you know, he was my drill partner and, and he always pushed me really hard. And, and we always had a lot of fun while we were wrestling. You know, we were, at, I was at a point coming into my junior year where I was, I was starting to enjoy the grind a little bit, I guess, which is such an important thing, especially at the college level. You know, you have to really, it's so demanding. You have to find a place where you really love what you're doing, you know? So he got me to a point where I could in, in be in there working myself off and we'd be telling jokes in between our, you know, we'd be, we'd go hard for two minutes. We'd stand up. We, you know, somebody punch somebody and we'd tell some jokes, you know, we, we were just having a good time really. And that's a big thing. I think I remember really about most of my junior year, you know, it was just having fun in the wrestling room. Um, you know, we were having fun working hard in practice, you know, but we were, we, we, we were having Christmas parties. We were, we were playing handball you know, we were just enjoying each other. And I think that's really a a big thing that helped me, you know, really excel to the next level was just enjoying myself while we were doing what we were doing.
1: Absolutely. And obviously that year uh, Springfield took eighth at the national tournament. It was top 10 run. And, and, you know, and so from what, from what it sounds like you're saying, Devin, from what I hear is, is obviously those strong bonds and relationships that, you know, was the reason why you guys had so much success um, you know, that that year and had so much uh momentum, you know, going into that season. Um, and so so as you, you know, look to that uh kind of end of the year of your junior year, you know, take us through from your vantage point you know, the regional tournament, because we know at that regional tournament you lost in the first round, right? And then you wrestled back to take third. I think I lost in the
0: quarterfinals, maybe. Okay,
1: you lost in the quarterfinals. I'm sorry. You, you wrestled uh, back okay. take, you wrestled back to take third, uh, qualify for the national tournament, come to the national tournament unseated and, and make a and make a you know historic run. But tell us about what it was like from your vantage point, right? Because you didn't really have a lot of matches going into that postseason. Um, you were banged up a little bit and and some people probably underestimated you, right? So so what was what was that feeling like to go into you know, that postseason with, with, uh, you know, people doubting you or or not really, or probably counting you out?
0: Yeah, I guess I really, I got to take you back a little bit. You know, I started that year off, we went to Ithaca Invitational, which is something Springfield does every year. And I, because of how I certified, I ended up not being able to get down to 57 until week two. So I was going into the Ithaca Invitational at 165 pounds, trying to wrestle in that bracket. And in hindsight, I was probably talented enough to to place in it, but I don't know if my mind was right to really, really put me in there. And I remember uh Coach Gales, Marcus Gales, on the way out. I had I had gone 0-2 in the tournament and I lost to two Ithaca guys back to back, which means one of them was a backup. And I remember we were leaving that tournament and Coach Gales said to me, Hey, Owen, grab the Gatorade t- grab the Gatorade cooler. And I said, Who's Owen? He said, Owen oh, two. And at the time, you know, I really didn't like that he said that. You know, I was mad. But in hindsight, you know, that's, he was, he was probably saying the right thing to me, you know, and, and that, that, that really, you know, it made me mad. And it, 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 he should have, you know, he had every right to say it. So that's how I, I kind of got my season going. And it hurt walking out of there that day, 0 oh 2, you know, thinking I had a good shot. And, you know, the season kind of went on. I think when things started to, uh, to, uh-oh. Oh, there we go. When things started to get good was uh, right around the, the New England duels. Um, we had a good team that year. Like you said, we ended up finishing seventh. So we ended up coming into that, that, uh, that those New England duels. And I think we, we shut out, shut out the first couple teams. I remember my good friend, Jeremy Burns hit, hit a headlock from, from left field, launched a guy, I don't know, he might've hit the bleachers. So, you know, and then as that tournament progressed, we ended up making the finals, um, and and winning the finals and i got a i got a pin in that match and i I remember sitting in the locker room and just saying you know it feels really good to be a part of something that that feels good right now you know uh having some success and being on a team that's doing well and doing my part you know so that's really where i think the ball started getting rolling you know we won as a team you know that was a huge thing for me that's always kind of been really where my mindset has been at but um I guess going into the region tournament uh that quarterfinals match, I was, I was winning the, the whole match two to one and ended up getting taken down right at the buzzer. And, uh, you know, I had some tough guys to, to fight back against coming back. And I ended up in the third place match against a guy from Ithaca who was, I think he was the number one seed at the national tournament the year before and was an all American. He didn't win, but, and I ended up, beating him towards the end of the match. And I think that's really when the ball started getting rolling. You know, uh, I had a really good match against him. I knew that if he was the number one seed, he's an All-American there, you know, I could, I could probably compete against those guys. You know, I can compete against the best guys in the weight class. And I, it hadn't really crossed my mind that I could be a national champion going into that tournament, but I was doing the right things at that time, you know, doing everything I could, eating right, training right, you know, doing all the right things. And, I guess heading into that national tournament, we took a trip out to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, right off the bat, my, my back was against the wall. I had one of the LaFeva brothers, the, I think the older one, and uh, who was, I think, a couple of time All-American, and he was a six seed in, in the tournament. I was unseeded, and I had him in a pigtail match, and, uh, you know, I ended up beating him in, in that first round, you know, got my second guy, and I think the, the big point for me was probably my quarterfinals match uh, I had, the Wartburg kid, I, I was wrestling Cole Welter, who I think won 165 the year after. And uh, I remember warming up for that match, and you're in Iowa, you know, so the they had a whole corner of the stadium packed, you know, the, the, the little room, it was a whole sea of orange, and my mat was right in front of it. And I I, I knew I was it was going to be hostile sitting over there wrestling. You know, Springfield, it was so far from Iowa, we had maybe 10 guys sitting there, you know, cheering for me, and they had this whole section over here and uh i really took it to him right from the get you know right out ray right, i got the first takedown i i turned him I, I don't think i heard the crowd cheer once for him you know so i really shut him down right off the bat and after i beat him you know i i knew i was i was sort of getting into a role going into my my semi match and my semifinal match i had chris burge who was a four-time all-american a super talented wrestler but he was in my state bracket in high school. I had grown up wrestling around him and I actually had lost to him earlier in the season. And I remember walking off that mat after, uh, after I had lost to him early right in the year and just thinking, I don't know how I let that kid beat me. You know, I, I guess he had so much hype around him because he had made the semifinals as a freshman, made the semifinals as a sophomore. And people were always talking about Chris Burge, just Chris Burge that. And after that first time I really got my hands on him and was able to, feel what he had to bring, I knew that I could beat him in a wrestling match. You know, so going into that match, it felt good to know that it was somebody I knew, you know, somebody I knew that I can compete with and somebody I knew that I at least had a chance to beat. You know, so that was after that quarterfinal match it was probably the first time it like really ran through my head, like maybe this is a possibility. You know, I beat this guy. I've already knocked off the Warper kid, you know, I can beat Chris Burge and I know that uh Christopher Krawchuk's your, your guy, but yeah, you know, yeah. I figured that those were probably two better guys in the hey, tournament. Hey, you know,
1: hey, at the end of the day, man, you, you beat, you, you know, you beat who you had to beat to win the national title. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a great competitor, you know, yeah. but, uh, so I knew going in that, in that semifinal match that if I could get through this match, you know, it, it was a, it was a real possibility at that point and ended up, uh, beating birds, you know, one, nothing on, on, uh, on some riding time. So wrote him out and just kind of, he was a real in your face, you know, hard hand fighter kind of guy and just kind of fended him off the whole match and got my riding time point and ended up winning that semifinal match and going into that finals. You know, like I said, I, I felt pretty good about it. I thought I had beaten, you know, some of the better guys in the bracket and, you know, I, I was ready for it. I, I don't remember being nervous at all. You know, at that point you're almost in the zone, you know. I, it's hard to even really remember what you feel at that point. But I just remember, you know, being like, I think I think that this is the time for
1: me. Absolutely. And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that uh Chris Burge took third of that tournament and Cole Welter took fifth and then Reese LaFever took seventh. And then yeah, Cole. I think
0: if I'm not wrong, I think everybody I beat plays.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you're
0: some pretty good guys too. Uh,
1: yeah, you're, yeah. The the in the uh, round of sixteen, you know, but the so yeah, th- three out of four guys you beat on the way there, you know. So so yeah, so it's obviously an incredible run, and, and you go and 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 have this, and obviously experience a lot of uh, you know strong emotions, and and Brent putting Springfield really kind of back on the map after, uh, not that it wasn't on the map, I think it just took it to another level, you know, when, when uh, you had that national championship run and, um, you know, and obviously after that, you know, you transitioned, you, you know, you're a PE student at Springfield, right. And so you graduated with a phys ed degree or uh, I didn't, I didn't finish movement, up with movement and sports studies, right. Yeah. Movement and sports yeah. studies, which is very, um, you know, in the same neighborhood of physical education. And, yeah. And uh, you know, how did, and, and you've been coaching now, right. So you went on and you coached at uh, Christiansburg, uh, Christiansburg, Virginia for, uh, five or six years correct so uh, about half a decade and, and obviously christiansburg is known to have some great teams and you know you kind of got right into coaching and now you're the head coach at jackson liberty right so so how did your time at sc and as a wrestler prepare you to you know to be a great coach that, in all these great programs
0: oh uh, man i've learned a ton of great things there uh you know a lot of the, the the sports psychology stuff really is is the stuff i use probably most today you know um but you know just a Touch on Christiansburg, you know, that's, they have a great thing going down there. Um, they got a ton of tough guys, you know, they work as hard as anybody. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they travel everywhere. You know, they have, they wrestle all year long. You know, they, they take freestyle and Greco wrestling very seriously. You know, um, those guys work really hard. I got to work with some really awesome people. I got to work around a lot of really awesome people. I got to spend a lot of time in the, in a in the southeast regional training center wrestling room and you know be around olympians and am- really amazing people in the sport of wrestling so uh that was a great thing um you know as far as m- the things i take from springfield i think uh like i said the sports psychology stuff i still remember that class and it's actually kind of a funny story um i had a, a teacher his name was I th- his name was stefan i believe he was a-, a soccer coach at the time i, I don't think he's still around but he he was he really was like one of the first teachers to like really get me engaged in in what I was learning. I guess because it related so much to what I had to do. So I remember I had a a, a project. Uh, it was a I had to read a sports psychology book and give a presentation on it. And uh, when I was looking around for a book, I, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. You know, I, I couldn't find a book. And my roommate Mike Case at the time he he hands me this book and. He says, you should read this. Not only can you use it for your class, but it's something that's going to help you a lot. And I remember talking to my teacher and he said, we'll give you your presentation. You know, they were scheduling them throughout the whole semester. So he said, we'll let you do your presentation as soon as you're done wrestling. So you can take your time with it, you know, and you'll be the one who presents right when your season's over. So I ended up reading this book and there is, it was tons of good stuff in it. I mean, a lot of things that he was teaching me in the class and, you know, it just related to everything. And I, I think I was probably about 75% of done with the book by the time the region tournament came around and I finished it all my plane out and nationals. So that really, it, from a sports psychology perspective, you know, that what happened in Cedar Rapids, Iowa and fact that I was reading this book and learning about this stuff, it was such an amazing thing. It was so much mental training just about wrestling. And not, it wasn't even about wrestling, I guess, just mental training for sports. You know, how you exercise your mind while you're exercising your body. I think the first page said, uh, Yogi Bear It had a Yogi Bear quote, 90, 90, 90% of the sport is half mental. And then the first chapter started with if 90% of the sport is half mental, why are we not working our minds as hard as we're working our bodies? you know, and it just went into a bunch of exercises. So I ended up finishing this book right before I go on this crazy run at nationals, you know? So I remember walking back into class, you know, I think it was my next, my next class after nationals. And he was just like, you got to tell us what happened. And I was like, well, honestly, you know, I had just finished this book here that you, you had made me read. I was probably a little reluctant to read it when you told me I had to, but I re- it was one of the first books I ever really dove into and kind of consumed the content and was really, reading it because I enjoyed it at that point, you know, not because I had to do that, that, that uh, project for him. So that was, you know, I guess you, I take those things now too, that I learned in that book and that I learned in that sports psychology class. And then I learned at Springfield college. And I try and relate all of it to my kids. I've even bought a few copies of it and passed it out to my kids at times and just said, you know, this is something that somebody put in my hand at one point and I think it could be a big help for you. So definitely a lot of the sports psychology, how to work on the mind with wrestlers and Coaching and stuff like that. Hey,
1: did you say the name of the book? I'm sorry. I know you.
0: I didn't. It was Mind Gym. Mind Gym. Mind Gym I read, read that book.
1: book. That's an awesome book. And yeah. as soon as you said the Yogi Berra quote, I, was, I knew that was on the, the first page. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a big Yankees fan. So, you yeah. know, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Now, and now, so you, you've coached some great athletes and teams. And now, as you're a head coach now of a high school program in Jackson Liberty, like what, what would you say your coaching philosophy is? is it, you know, obviously it's clear you put a you know strong emphasis on that mental component you know, with that sports psych knowledge and, and kind of how much Springfield emphasizes sports psychology, right? But, but what would you say your coaching philosophy is now, you know, having that success as a competitor, uh, but also knowing how important, you know, uh, the sports psych piece is? I mean, what, what are some of those, uh, what are some of those tenets of your coaching philosophy that you think, you know, got yeah, well, right? I guess really,
0: um, it's a little bit of a transition from coaching in Virginia to coaching in New Jersey. So, in Virginia, you know, we were hands-on every weekend. You know, we I, we lifted and wrestled with those kids five days a week throughout the entire year. You know, I spent every other weekend in a van driving, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours up and down the East Coast, taking those kids everywhere. At sometimes, I thought I was spending more time with these kids than their parents were. And then you come into New Jersey, and they have these rules about you know you can see the people on this date, and you can't you can't take them to tournaments when the school year's going on and stuff. So the biggest thing that was, I guess my philosophy and my transition into being a a high school wrestling coach in New Jersey is trying to create that voice in their mind when I can't be there, you know, so, um, giving them just having my voice in their head so much that when I can't be there, you know, that they can still hear me and say, you know, maybe I should get up and, and go to practice today. You know, I should be in the gym right now, even though Devin's not the one, you know, making me lift he told me that at this time of year, you know, I need to be lifting. So I guess the, the the biggest thing coming into New Jersey wrestling and transitioning to a head coach, which being a head coach, I was ready for just because I was ready to live with the consequences of my own decisions. You know, I, it's, it's my team now. So if I do things and they don't work out, I can at least blame myself for it, you know, and say, I got to change things up. So uh, I guess, you know, just trying to be in their minds all the time and, and, Create that that mental voice that I can when I can't be around, you know to sort of show them in the right direction
1: absolutely and uh you you have a, you've coached a lot of great guys and teams and so you guys are going to have a hopefully a full season this year right uh pending pending covid but uh, but what are you excited about you know as as you kind of you know get more uh mature in your coaching career because you've done it for you know, close to a decade now. Right. So, so what are some things you're you're excited about and what you feel like you've learned as a coach uh, about maybe about yourself or other, other wrestlers, what are some things you think you learned?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess as, uh, when I started finishing up at Christiansburg, my, my wife ended up getting into school up here. So we decided we were going to move up to New Jersey. Uh, she had a great opportunity and I, I came up here and right at that time, that job at Jackson Liberty had opened up and, I was super grateful for that. And, um, to be able to, you know, get back into Jackson and give back to the people that have given me so much, you know, and, uh, we have a great group of young guys. We do, we have a really young team, um, very talented, you know, they just sort of need to be pointed in the right direction. And like I said, I guess the biggest thing from, from my transition now into my head coaching thing is just, I I was so ready to, to be the guy, you know, to be able to say, you know, this is what we're going to do now. This is what we're going to do then. This is how we're going to wrestle. And as I go along in my coaching career, continue to adjust. You know, I don't always make the, the the best decision first, you know, but just that it's my decision that we did that. And if it didn't work out, we're going to change things up for next year. I and mean, we're going to figure out, you know, how we can fix those problems. And just, I guess, being at the being at the helm of, you know, what goes on in the wrestling room and how we're training and and things like that. it's been a lot of fun. We're, we're having a good time over there. I think we have a really good group of young guys and we should have a pretty good team in the next few years.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, you're at SC uh, for, for, from 20, well, you graduated in 2014, correct? So, um, you know, you're on some cool teams and some great teams and, and uh, what's your favorite SC wrestling memory if you have?
0: Oh, you know, uh, you know, just preparing for this podcast, I was, walking back and forth in my kitchen last night, you know, thinking about everything that, you know, rewriting my life story for everything that happened. And a, a ton of amazing things came to my mind, you know, just all the memories I had with everybody and random moments. I was sitting in the living room with my wife, just like, I got to tell you the story. And she, she doesn't even care, you know, I'm telling her about wrestling and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I can't even believe that this happened. So there's a million great memories. Um, you know, really, I guess you could say, you know, anytime I was in that wrestling room, you know, hanging out with my friends or, you know, just working hard with everybody so that we can all succeed together or, you know, sitting in that, uh, sitting in that locker room, you know, down underneath Lake Arena eating uh Panera red bagels and peanut butter. That's all we ever got. It was good though. It was good. It really got us ready to go, you know, all that stuff, you know. Um, Did you ever have a Asiago bagel, Devin? Well, somebody at one point, snuck into the, the coach's bag of bagels and they ate one of Coach Holder's Asiago bagels. He, he wasn't happy with us that day. <laughs> so I don't know if I ever had one, but somebody did one day, you know, but it, it was, you know, you gotta eat the right stuff to repair and they were doing the right things, but just, you know, hanging out with everybody. Like I said, we would we'd be out on, some of my favorite times too was always intercession, You know, when school was kind of in the back of your mind and it was only you wrestlers on campus. You know, and you were just there to train and work hard and you sat in Chaney and you ate together and you really just focus on wrestling and and, you know, building a team bond and stuff like that. I, I those are some of my favorite times, you know, uh, anytime hanging out with the guys. And I got to say maybe probably uh, the 2012 Giants Super Bowl might be one of my favorite moments, you know, living in hostile territory and yeah. watching the G-Men take down, you know, the, the Patriots in hostile territory. So that it's got to be up there, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, been in Springfield now about, you know, going to my second season here and, and there's a lot of Patriots fans up here. That's, yeah. We, and we
0: took them down too. We took them down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And well, cool, man. Well, well, you know, we actually, so I don't know if you know this, but they uh, the overtime now is actually two minutes in college, the first seven victory. Uh, so they changed it from one minute to two this year is that the first year it'll be implemented. But uh, so we usually like to end each episode with an overtime segment, you know, where you give, uh, well, it used to be the one minute now. It's obviously the two minutes. So, so uh, you know, where you give the career uh, audience, you know, career advice or personal advice or any takeaways that you would, you know, you think are important to share insights, uh, anything that you wanna wanna kind of give to the audience in this two minute overtime. But you got to do it. Got to get a takedown in two minutes. So I know you can. So get- all right, all right. <laughs> I guess you know, what I would say is uh, you know, find something you love and
0: find something you enjoy. You know, I I think the biggest turning point for me in my wrestling career was the days that i i could show up to the wrestling room and and be happy that i was in there practicing be excited for it for that day you know especially like we said the the college level is so demanding you know you can you can push a kid you know and make them do things and and you can probably make them a really good middle school wrestler you could probably make them a pretty good high school wrestler but if they're going to succeed at college level you know you you really they it has to be something that they enjoy doing and that they love deep down so I guess my, my best words of, of advice would be if you want to be good at something,
1: you know, find something you love. Great, great advice. Devin Miscaha, thanks for joining the podcast, brother. All right.
0: I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was great catching up with
1: you guys. People want to get in touch with you or get a hold of you, how can they, how can they best do that? Do you have an email or something they can reach out to
0: you at? Uh, yeah, sure. It's dbisaha at jacksonsd.edu. Awesome. Awesome. All
1: right. Well, Devin, thanks for joining us, brother. All right, well thank you again for having me.